Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Small Talk, the podcast. Guys, today's episode, we are talking about the truth of God or the truth about God. Many times, there are many misconceptions. There are many myths when it comes to God. And today, as your host of Small Talk, the podcast and Small Talk, the brand, I want to share with you a podcast that's going to almost prick your heart in a sense and make you think, think, think. Let's learn about the truth about God. I mean, guys, I'm completely ecstatic to be here one more time. I know that I've taken a little hiatus and taken a little break, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm back and I'm better than ever. I'm back and I'm ready. Excuse me. To put out more content, I'm back and I'm ready to have more conversations with you all because Small Talk, the podcast started off as a way for me to communicate with people that I wouldn't be able to communicate with on a regular basis, to communicate with the the mass majority of people, to communicate with those who aren't necessarily Christians, to communicate with those who are Christians but being able to give them an insight in on my life, my thoughts, my mind, the pattern in which my mind and the the process in which my mind goes through when thinking about certain things. So far, we've talked about the ministry of no. No is literally a ministry. Being able to say no to people is a ministry, and it's something that is necessary. It's not just something that We think that we should do just to be rude to somebody. But many times when we don't say no, we are hindering and hurting our own selves. Guys, we talked about so many things. We've had interviews. had an interview with my brother, a recent Yale graduate, and getting some tips from him and and getting some tips on how to study and how to stay focused in college, how to be motivated. We talked about the generation in which we live in of that quote-unquote cancel culture. Whenever someone does something to us that we don't like, our automatic thing is to do what? To straight up cancel them. And we talked about that cancel culture and how... We live in that generation in which that is the new norm. And we talked about the new norm being COVID-19. But the new norm also is cancel culture. We talked about relationships. And not just relationships with our boyfriends, relationship with our girlfriends, husband and wives. But we talked about a relationship from the perspective of friendships, from the perspective of perspective, excuse me, of boyfriend and girlfriend relationships, from the perspectives of the relationship that I share with my parents, the relationship that I share with my pastor, the relationship that I share with my teachers. Guys, relationships aren't only limited to one facet, but relationships are all if I can say this correctly, all connections with 
human beings. Might not be the best relationship, but it is a relationship. We talked about also Eminem and M introducing me, introducing also a special Black History Month uh, episode of Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and Medgar Evers. Guys, this whole point of this podcast is to inform, to enlighten, and to entertain you. I wasn't always, I must admit, I wasn't always a podcast person. I didn't understand how you can sit and talk, especially people sit and talk for hours and hours and sit and talk to you for hours and hours and hours. But I've understood and I've grown to say podcasts aren't just about just being boring, but it's about enlightening someone. Having someone listen to not only just your thoughts and your opinions, because some things and most of the things we talked about are factual. Things that are factual. And it's that enlightenment that we need in the world today. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Listen up to me. Tapping on the mic. I'm sure that people who listen to podcasts are superior. I'm not putting anybody down, but those of us who listen and we indulge in podcasts, we are superior. Those of us who indulge in and with podcasts, we are superior. So guys, without further ado, how about we just talk about the truth about God? And I want to remind you before we get started. And it's something that I will continue to remind you in season two of Small Talk, the podcast. A small talk can actually change your life. The reason that I have these small talks with you all is because one small talk can change your entire life. So today we're talking about the truth of God. First and foremost... I want you all to know that I am a Christian. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm going to say, as the old saints used to say, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, fire baptized, running for Jesus. I'm not tired yet. All that jazz. Grown up, grew up in the church, in an apostolic church, with my great-grandfather being my pastor for many years. Apostle Leroy H. Kennedy Sr., then at that time he was Bishop Leroy H. Kennedy Sr., the presiding bishop and presiding prelate of the Way of the Cross Churches of Christ International, an organization that's been around now for 78 years, I believe, and he served as our chief leader for 30 years. When I think about godly mentorship, that's the first person that I look at. And maybe for the last six and six or seven years of my life, 
had the opportunity to sit, learn, be mentored, and appreciate the gift in which comes from my pastor, Bishop Melvin Easley Jr. And he is truly a gift to the body of Christ. I can say without him starting the Carpenter's House of Baltimore, shout out, the Carpenter's House of Baltimore, come join us at services on Sunday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., Bible study on Wednesdays at 6.45 a.m. Because we're a group and body of believers who love God. We're a group and body of believers that believe that teaching you what is inside and injected inside of the word of God is what you need to sustain you in life. We're not in the game of putting on a show for the world to see just so we can put it on TikTok or we can put it on Instagram Live. We're not into that. We're into sitting down and learning the truth about God. (laughs) Learning the truth about God. So I can honestly say without those two men of God and without being able to be close to them and being able to sit under them and be mentored by them and learn from them, I would not be the man that I am today. I would not be the man that I am today. So who is God? Who is he? God isn't, and I said God is not a genie in the bottle that we can make wishes to. We all have seen the movies and we all have seen the myth of a genie inside of a bottle and rubbing on that that bottle or that lamp several times and the genie appears, appears out in the open. Almost this mystical, ghostly-like preacher. I'm sorry, not preacher, creature. <laughs> and that creature appears out of the bottle, not living. But this creature is allowing you to make three wishes. And those three wishes are granted after you have rubbed the bottle, the lamp, of where the genie lies and the genie grants your petition and your wishes. But God isn't a genie in the bottle. You can't make wishes to God and those things come. I didn't say that you can't pray to God and things be fulfilled. But I said we cannot look at God as if he is a genie in the bottle. Because that's not all that he does. God corrects us too. God whips us in shape too. As well as God loves us enough. And when we pray and ask for things. He considers is this something that we just want. Or something that we need. And God doesn't only fulfill our needs. But God also gives us some of the things that we want. But I'm going to move away from that tangent. God is not a genie in the bottle. Don't look at him like that. That's not how he works. God isn't an infinite being who sits high and looks low and makes life hell for us. God doesn't sit around on his throne 
look down on earth and say, you know what, today I'm going to make Monye suffer a little bit. <laughs> today I'm going to make his life a living hell. Excuse my terminology. But God doesn't do that. God isn't in the in the whipping business and forcing us to do things. That's why he gives us free will. That, too, is not how God works. In order to figure out how and who God is, we must look at the word of God that he gives us, that holy Bible that's been sitting on your kitchen island, or that holy Bible that's on the the table at the side of the couch in the living room or inside the drawer of your bedroom um, side table end table go ahead and dust it off i dare you even right now if you ain't picked up your bible in a minute go ahead dust it off if you got to re-download the bible app on your phone on your tablet on your ipad Go ahead, re-download it. Because in order for us to know who he is, we must indulge and look at his word. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So already from the jump, we see who God is. Genesis 1 and 1, we see from Genesis, the first chapter, the first verse, in the beginning God, we're introduced to him from the jump. In the beginning, God, G-O-D, created the heavens and the earth. So, from the jump, we see God is a creator. We see that God, as we continue, is an infinite being. We see that God is even a forgiving God. We see that God is a God who allows us to do things. We see that God is a God who gives us free will. Which is why if we don't look inside of the word of God, we do not see and we cannot tell. And can we and we cannot, excuse me, interpret who God is. So, like I said, looking at that Bible, looking at that holy word of God that he has given us to look at, to understand who he is, to understand the will that he has for our lives. We see certain things we see. As I've already said, that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. God is a creator and the creator of the whole world. He created you and I. He created Adam and Eve, Jonah. He created Paul, Silas. He created the fish, the fowls of the air, the fowls of the sea. He created the chimpanzees. He created everything. God is an infinite being. He is infinite. And he is not limited to this world. But there's another realm in which God is in. And he's not limited to that either. God is infinite. Not finite. He is infinite. God is love. God is Love. And one of the things that the Bible tells us is how can we say that we love God who we've never seen? We have never been able to see 
God with our physical eyes. But we hate our brother and we don't talk to our brother and sister who we see every day. That's not God in us. Because God is love. And if God is love, we must what? Show some signs of love. Not going not going to continue on that tangent because we can be there. We can talk about it. God is his word, which is why I said dust off that Bible, dust off the word of God. Because what we see in the word of God is who God is. And what the word of God is, that is God. If we want to commune with God, we can read his word. Because that's who he is. So this episode is leading us to the direction of denying these misconceptions of God. Those misconceptions that I've talked about, genie in a bottle. God is not a forgiving God. God is a God who sits high, looks low, and just plans and plots on our downfall. That's not God. If we look in his word, we can tell that that's not God. We see that that's not God. Just for a little, just for a little few scattering moments, let's look at the life of Adam and Eve. Adam was created first. We know that. God created Adam, excuse me, a little lower than him. God gave Adam uh, dominion, power. He, he allowed him to rule, subdue, and have dominion over everything. And God and him would chit-chat every day, walk in the cool of the day, have conversations, and commune, and commune daily. The creator and the creation were joined together. We see that then God looks and sees that it's not good for Adam to be alone, so he creates him a help me, creates him somebody who he can have companionship with. He creates him somebody that he needs. So they join together, and God does something amazing. He takes out of what is in Adam and makes Eve, which means that Adam and Eve were one. They were fitly joined together even before God formed her. Because when he formed Adam, he had already formed Eve. It was waiting for time. We were waiting for time. Adam was waiting for time. Waiting to catch up with the plan that God had. So we look at this and we look at the amazing things that God does. And we look at even after the fall of man, God still does something amazing. God still covers Adam and Eve. God makes a sacrifice, a sacrifice that wasn't ever supposed to happen. Something that we should have never been able to feel, see. God still covered us. And we look at the story of Adam and Eve and we make that applicable to our lives. And we see that when we messed up, 
when we listened to the wrong thing, God asked us where we were. We had to openly admit that we were naked. We were exposed. We hid ourselves. But God still came and covered us. He still forgives us of our sins. That's the truth about God. God is one who forgives and who covers. God is one who wants us to come into right relation and reconciliation with him. No matter what we do. God is calling our name and he wants us to be with him. That's the truth about God. We see in John 3.16 that it says, For God so loved the world that he gave. God is a, a person who gives liberally unto us. And he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. God sent his son. Because we were in a world of sin, a world where we wanted to do what we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it. God came to eliminate that and to give us a choice to come to him. That's the truth about God. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love have no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friend. God sees us as friends. That's the truth about God. That is the truth about God. As we see that God loved us so much that he gave his only son, and his son gave his life for our sins because he calls us friends. And if God calls us friends, only friends will tell you the truth, regardless of how you feel. A true friend tells you the truth. So many people get upset Because God is his word, but God's word is what? It's truth. It's truth. In the end, you appreciate your friend more for telling you the truth, not lying to you, not allowing you to go down the wrong path. And that's how God is with us. That's how God is for us. God's word calls us to transformation, calls us to live a life without sin, and even when we do sin to to convict us, to bring us back. But many people don't like transformation. Many people don't like changing. But God calls us to that life. That's the truth about God. God says that I come that you may have life and have that life more abundantly. More abundantly. So if a man can lay down his life for someone, you will be a fool not to give yourself to him, you know, be baptized in his name, submit yourself to his name. You'd be a fool not to. And so we see these truths about God. And it comes to a decision. At the end of the day, 
What is the truth about God? The truth about God is that he is a man. He is a spirit who gave his life for his friends. Who gave his life to his friends. To give us a better life. To do his will and to follow his word. Today's motivational message, guys. Always remember that it doesn't matter what you do or what you say. God is always willing to accept you with open arms. The love that God has for us is agape love. Agape love meaning unconditional. So God's love isn't predicated on us doing everything right. Even when we do things that God doesn't like, he is still ready to accept us with open arms. Because regardless, he still loves us and cares about us as his children. He only wants transformation. Guys, until the next time, be intentional about everything you do. Remember, small talk can change your life. Have a great day, guys. Be intentional about everything you do. Until the next time, Small Talk the Podcast.